Yeah, so hang on a second. I have Corey here in the center. Can I get uh, your other guys' names? Uh, just can, go, Josh. Yeah, can we do. We can do it. Oh my God. Do you, do you feel the like problem is we've passed that we've yeah. dif- different. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. Our podcast used to be called Josh vs. Josh, right? Sure. And then we we changed formats, so we were trying not to say Josh, <laughs> which is stupid. <laughs> which is stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it was. But I feel like time might have passed. Yeah. So uh, we're both named Josh. Josh vs. Josh, Season 5, It's Resurrection Time. Josh vs. Josh was dead, but now they're back again. Sweet shows and amazing guest stars. Ryan Wright shot lasers from the Death Star. Matt zipped in and he zipped out, but no one knows what he was talking about. JDS took a rest, he spread his wings and flew far, far away. But now he's back to rule the pod game. Spitting on a little guy's face, eating ice cream and potting all over the place. Tom Nook is a Crook, but Corey is working hard for the bells. Only PayPal, lemon friends and family for that guy sells. Jazz says sticky food makes it hard to wipe, especially when you're up potting all dang night. Takes a break to read some 17. Steve Buscemi on the cover of his magazine. Recycle some jokes and bring the garlic bread because Josh vs. Josh is back potting again. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to JVJ. I'm your host, Corey Hatfield. With me is jds yes and Jush, and today we have a special guest dakota kraut author of the dungeon born series and mm. what uh so the completionist chronicles and uh divine dungeons see i don't call it the completionist chronicle because yeah, that's like a little little parentheses <laughs> <laughs> no worries man yeah uh, a lot of people call it ritualist or yeah. um you know whatever the more current books like yeah, it's it's always it's always fun. So now, I, I know what they're talking about, and that's fine by me. <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a pretty big fan. I've listened to the the Dungeon Board. Uh, I've listened to the first two years ago, and then well, it's been a little while. But uh, just this month, I've listened to four of the Dungeon Born, and then re-listened to the Ritualist and the Regicide. Awesome. That was just in this month, so your your words are all in my head. <laughs> well, thank you, and I'm I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because we were we were talking about who to reach out to uh, after Luke Daniels, and I kind of threw out Dakota Crowd as a joke because I didn't expect for you to say yeah. Dude, uh, because I had, I I think the Ritualist is great. I it was uh, it's funny because when you're looking for good lit RPG and you're actually searching, you know, what are the best. That was one of the ones that came up. Thanks, so, man. Like you get a lot of reviews. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's I'm going to find part. some one-star reviews and read them to you. Thanks. Just knock me down a little bit. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so my favorite line, uh, well, there's more Dungeon Born. Is there another written Dungeon Born series? Yeah, that's actually what uh, my, my live stream is about tonight, is the release of the, the fifth and final in that series. Okay. And uh, how long until that's out on audio? <laughs> so the book itself is going to come out May 31. Um, so I've been having a, a little bit of issue scheduling with my uh, with my narrator. Um, so it looks like I'm going to start getting um, slots for um, audiobooks coming out in August, right? So hopefully, hopefully August. Uh, it really depends on um, you know if he takes bribes or not. So yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Send him like I got a fresh hardback copy for you. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, exactly. You want a signed copy? No, yeah. he, he well, no. Think... Like 
like the great thing the great thing about these guys is I work with like like really professional people so they you know they have their own commitments and I'm totally on board with them honoring their word you know with their current commitments because that means that when it gets to my turn you know they have a good track record of following through so yep. and it seems like talking to some of the narrators it seems like they get that stuff done really quick which I was surprised about I guess I just assumed it took longer to uh, to do a good book but some of those guys are really quick. Uh, I think it really depends on uh, their experience. Like if you have someone like uh, you said, you had Luke Daniels on here recently. Um, I know that he can turn a book around really fast. Um, we've worked with him with uh, Mountaindale Press um, uh, a couple of times, and when when it gets to the time slot that he gives you, he hits it like right on the mark. Like he's he says, "Hey, I'm gonna start this day. I'm gonna have it done this day. You can have it to audio engineering this day and up by this date." And you know that when he says that, like unless he's like horribly sick then everything is going to line up exactly how he says it. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's, 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 I, I think he does that to impress his daughter. He said, uh, <laughs> this is the house funny words built, so he really puts it to there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's really cool to hear that uh, you guys have read my books or, or listened to them, at least, you know, like that's, um, like I said, that's pretty wild for me because that's, uh, you know, it's not anything I ever expected. Um, and I just, like, to you guys and to anyone else, like, it's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of stuff i'm really happy that you guys like reached out because otherwise we wouldn't be talking now so thank you for doing that yeah you are welcome yes <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> have, have uh have you read or sorry read have you have you wrote in the of the next ritual to call it the completion i know but I it's gonna happen <laughs> sorry man it's just in my head no worries uh, yes so uh i am i've been writing uh I was writing um, Divine Dungeon 5 and Completionist Chronicles 3 um, a little bit simultaneously. Um, I would write three chapters in uh, Divine Dungeon 5, DD5, um, for every one that I wrote in CC3, just because it was like, you know, it's that after-dinner dessert sort of thing. Like, I was like, man, I need to get Divine Dungeon 5 out, and I need it to be amazing, but I really want to be writing in Completionist Chronicles. I'm not going to tell you the title yet. It hasn't. I haven't announced it. Um, sorry. Go ahead, tell you everybody. You can announce it on here. Yeah. It, it's the safe spot. First <laughs> off, we're not going to edit this for an insanely oh. long amount of time. Like you're going to forget you're on this podcast <laughs> by the time we post. That's it. maybe next true. month. We've been doing good. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah, done that it now, so we're popping them out semi-regularly. Um, yeah. So I, I will. I will. I do. Our, I do already actually have the the cover art complete for that book. Um, so I'm just waiting on. Like, I'm doing this huge marketing thing. Like, we're going real, like, full hype, 100% hype for Divine Dungeon 5 that's coming out. Um, it's really good stuff. It's probably my favorite book in that series that I've written. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. That's probably why you're here. So sweet marketing. <laughs> and I'm shameless self-plugs. I'm fine with that. But, like, if you guys have questions, bring them on. Like, I'm, I'm happy to talk about almost anything. I, have a, I do have a question. How long do you think it takes you to write a book? Um, so I get a schedule handed to me by my lovely wife, um, who is the CEO of my company. Um, and she says, this is how long you have to write the book. If you can do it faster, you can write the next book. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll try and write it faster then. Um, great thing about doing what you love is that you never don't work, right? Um, so, uh, the, uh, yeah, so for me, um, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get my uh, book writing time down to a month. So one book a month. Um, it's it's a little tough because I write you know like the shortest like full length books that I write are about a hundred thousand words. Um, 
And so that it is tough. So I'm, I'm sitting at about a month and uh, half, a little bit over right now. But uh, yeah, so new keyboard, new setup. I don't know if you know this, but you're you're talking to an author right now. Oh Corey, God. how long did it take you to write your book? Uh, I wrote my book, well, I, I would give it an hour. I was telling my children a bedtime story, and then I turned that into a children's book. Dude, it's available awesome. on Kindle if you're in it. It's called The Haunted Living Room. The so, Haunted Living Room? Yeah. So if he can write a book in an hour, why does it take you so long? <laughs> yeah. Now it it is mine are only eighteen pages and uh, <laughs> eighteen words as well. <laughs> <laughs> and what what really baffles me about your books is uh, even the audiobooks are at least twelve hours long. Yeah, they're long. Like that's a that's a real wordy book and it doesn't get slow, it doesn't get boring. Well, hang like, on, hang on, hang on. Are we sure it doesn't get boring? Because uh or said boring seriously no freaking exciting parts barely any combat scenes the first four hours and there's no plot who big pass what book are we talking about the ritualist oh that's weird (laughs) i would kind of think for dungeon the dungeon born might be because it's a lot of building like it's very oh by the way uh you're wearing a sweet mountaindale shirt are those for sale somewhere uh yeah dude over at uh mountaindalepress.com uh you can get these um, I think we're just about to put up polos, sweatpants, uh, backpacks, all these other fun stuff. That's so, awesome. Yeah. These guys haven't done the dungeon born, so they don't know anything about Mountaindale. <laughs> no I just I just finished Regicide today. It was great. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. So did did you find the first one boring? No, I didn't at all. <laughs> or yeah. did. That was his that was his review. <laughs> like big <laughs> pass. It was a big pass for Orr. So well, but, I mean, you got his money, so what's it matter? <laughs> We're passing on or. For, for me, man, like, honestly, I'm, I'm over here, like, reviews are not for reviews are not for the author. They're for other fans. And, and frankly, you know, not every book is for every person. And I totally get that. I totally understand it. Um, and I'm certainly not going to tell people not to leave poor reviews. I personally prefer great reviews, like five stars all the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, that it, it helps me to help. It helps me to bring in other readership when you have a lot of reviews. It's the um, 61 pages of review. I'm sorry. Okay. We're, <laughs> oh, no, right. 61 pages of reviews. How about how about this? Garbage. According to Brent, garbage. Can we not be mean Can to we, him? Oh, my God. <laughs> have we ever not been mean to someone? Yeah, we were really nice to a lot of people. Now, Ooh, I, just, I just reviewed Regicide the other day, and I put it was amazing, and that I bet your interview on the Josh, JVJ <laughs> podcast will be great. So. <laughs> well, hang on. This one actually has, has a decent point a little bit. Uh, lifted major character from Elon Musk. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I thought that was clever. I did love that. And well. I didn't catch it the first time because the first time I listened to the book, I didn't know much about Elon Musk. I didn't I didn't know like I didn't Space Y. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know much. And then the second time I gave it a re-listen, I found so many more things enjoyable. Right. Now, your book had a lot of levity to it. It was great. I, it did. Did that come naturally? I'm sorry. Some you talked over each other. Naturally there. hilarious. <laughs> Am I naturally hilarious? I I actually have uh in my hand here. I, I won an award uh for uh the punniest man around. Like le- legitimately <laughs> won this award. So the JBJ prick. Oh <laughs> <laughs> we also won an award for for best 
podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gold Brick. It was awarded at the uh, JBJ podcast ceremony. Yeah. Nice. Some no. people say it's kind of tacky to give yourself an award, but we said if we didn't do it, no one else would. <laughs> nice. No, this is uh, this is from um, uh, Shadow Alley Press, so it's actually a. Um, yeah, do you know James Hunter's comp- uh, group, the um, uh, uh, Viridian Gate Online? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was from their company. So that's awesome. Yeah, man, it was your pretty- puns are terrific. Yes, thank you. And and that no, honestly, that's that's me all the time. My poor wife has to hear all of my puns, and then only the ones that she kind of like goes ugh at are those those are the ones that I write down. Yeah, <laughs> you, you had to you had to have fun coming up with uh, Sir Barrington. Oh, oh, so out of <laughs> it had to be a hundred hours of audio. Uh, you said you wrote something in there that I'll never forget, and it was just the funniest thing. Uh, you said if uh he was any more inbred, he'd be in a sandwich. Ah, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was so great. Thanks, dude. Uh, I, man, yes, thank you. That was, uh, that was talking about the Amazonians, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, my gosh. That was, yes, that was one of my favorite lines. Sorry, I, dude, I break down laughing at my own stuff all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everyone says if you're laughing at your own jokes, you're doing the wrong thing. I fully disagree. Like that's. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, anyone who knows me personally can really attest. Like that is who I am as a person. Like I legit just roll the puns out constantly. That's that's what I do. I love I love jokes. I love having fun. And um, why do any of this with it if you're not having fun with it, right? So yeah. for money, probably. Yeah, that the that was have- unexpected though, right? So like, or um, you didn't want to write, but the money just keeps pouring I, in. Yeah, so. I've already made two dollars, not to brag. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm kind of tacky talking about money, but I. <laughs> well, I uh, am glad to hear that uh, I knew you before you were, you know, the super famous guy that uh, yeah. you're going to be, right? I'm, hum- <laughs> I'm humbled by my fans. We figure on your live stream, you'll probably mention his book. <laughs> I don't really get things going. Mm-hmm. Did you say it's your favorite book? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm humble. How many people do you have on your live stream t- typically? Um, so it, it varies because um, I'm I'm pretty I'm usually pretty bad about like advertising, being like being like, hey, um, there's a live stream coming up. Um, but today I, I gave them a whole day, so um, I don't know. I usually I have something like six or seven thousand views on those usually, um, but most of those are not live. So. Wow. Well, if you if you mention that JVJ, we probably wouldn't be too mad at you, but all right, yeah. Well, I'm gonna specifically talk about the haunted living room. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I, we we've got some questions from uh, some of your fellow writers, I think, and In fans. The, what is it, Game Lit Group? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, we better run through these kind of quick. First one is easy. What's your favorite color? Uh, my favorite color is ooh, that's actually a really tough one. Be, no, I'm, I'm totally joking, man. Totally joking. Um, no, I'm, I'm guessing I'm, yeah, purple. I really like orange. In a very like seriously, I have uh, I have a shirt that I just for some reason I love the color of it. I put it on. It's like super bright neon orange, and I don't know. I just I feel happy wearing. We we all have orange shirts as well. Yeah, I don't know why that's baffling, but I did not expect you to say orange, and I don't know why. <laughs> all right, that that question was from Nick Coons. That was a softball. That was a softball. The next question's hard, uh, and this is a two-parter. Nick, 
Nick and Don Chapman. Uh, okay. They both want to know how do you find time to do everything do everything you do. And uh, Don agrees with Nick. She says we all juggle, but there's levels. What's the split writing and business? Gotcha. Um, so I, I would definitely say that um, uh, being an author, like and and doing it full time, is is 50% art, 50% business. Um, <clears throat> I am extremely lucky in that I have my my wife runs most of uh, most of the business aspect side of things, right? So uh, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to this, I started out doing that as well, um, and that was that was extremely difficult. Um, because for you know every hour of writing is like a thousand words of or every hour every hour of trying to learn marketing is up to a thousand words or more for me depending of um, words that I could get down and, and writing is the thing that's making me money and that's what I need to really focus on um, so my ads were pretty poor I was taking courses so like I you know I, I try to keep up to date with uh, everything that we're doing um, and, and how things are changing so I can you know because that is something that I talk about a lot with people is advertising and marketing. Um, but my wife is uh, really the person who is uh, in charge of that and she's the real brains behind like getting the book in front of people. Um, so that's uh, Danielle Kraut, the CEO of my company. <laughs> she's, the, she's the reason why you have 61 pages of reviews is what you're saying. So yes, uh, probably. <laughs> um, I, I uh, saw, I did see success. I, I did this, uh, I did work on this. Um, for 2016 to 2017, what is it? It's 2019 now. So um, I actually went full time last year. Um, and then my wife, uh, Danielle, um, I left my job. And then a month later, Dr. Danielle Kraut left her job to come and work at the company. Well, you took away a doctor to oh do your funny Wait, what was she a doctor? <laughs> yeah, is she an uh, MD so or that she's silly a, kind? She's a she's a research molecular biologist. Oh my, oh my goodness! Oh, that's no. kind of crazy because yeah. my wife's also named Danielle, and she's also a fake doctor. <laughs> PhD? <laughs> she molecular? No, I mean she's got her doctorate in education. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, her his wife seemed like she was gonna be curing diseases. No, it was yeah, fake. she was doing it things. Was, it was fake. She was going places. She was a oh. she had a physical education doctorate. She sounds like she really keeps your nose to the grindstone because if she's letting you write a book after you finish another book, that's not really <laughs> <laughs> like I I figured you would have said like she lets me go on vacation for a couple of days. Yeah, you might oh, be correct. No. We'll we'll get to that point eventually. Um, <laughs> She's like, you can write two books at once if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'll well, let you do that. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's kind of true actually, because I I'm I'm trying to get out uh, 18 books in the next year. So that's that's my current goal. Eight, um, what? 18? 18, 18 books. 18 books in one year. Yes. Um. So not all of that is just me, right? So I do have um I have a a series that I'm writing with Michael Chatfield. Um, and I have uh, another series that I'm writing with James Hunter currently. So, nice um, yeah, and so it, it's pretty exciting. Um, I, I would go, I would go for other big, bigger name guys, but a lot of them are just so um, like busy with what they're currently doing and keeping up with stuff. Um, anyway, so back to real quick, back to uh, the the original question, which was how do you how do you keep up with that? Is I am up every day at uh, 5 a.m. Um, and I feed my dog and I come straight to work. Um, and this is my actual workstation right here where I'm, where I'm sitting. Um, and I work from 5 to 2 p.m. And then I switch with my lovely wife. Um, uh, so we have our, our daughter. Um, she's not in daycare or anything like that. Um, so from 2 to uh, 6.30, 7 o'clock, 
I'm with my daughter, uh, while Danielle does uh, marketing side stuff, admin, um, all this other work. Um, and then when uh, my daughter goes to bed, uh, we do um, uh, we just continue working with whatever we're working at. So um, for me, that's, I switch over a lot to more admin side stuff usually because I'm pretty tapped mentally. Um, and then we just usually work until we go to bed or we have a business meeting and just to keep each other abreast of you know whatever's going on. Um, and then we go to sleep and then we just make sure to take a day a week and uh, spend it with each other. You know, like uh, today was Saturday family day, right? Um, and that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But but that's okay because I I mean oh, it we're, is Saturday. Yeah, I was gonna was, I was gonna say it's Wednesday, but that's not true at all. No, no, no. We oh, usually yeah. record on Wednesdays, and I I messed it up. I had to go to a door factory. Oh, yeah. an important man. I I wanted to spare him the boring story of your door factory. But <laughs> here's the hat. <laughs> you said a door? Nice, man. A lot of a uh, lot of uh, openings there here. In the, <laughs> the door factory? Yeah, yeah. Because that was that was a joke, Josh. Yeah, that was kind of a like lot a of openings. Oh, I get it. Door factory. <laughs> so, so the the brief uh, way to say that is you, are you get so much done because your wife tells you to. Well, I I would say that it's very beneficial to have someone that keeps you on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I I tend to lean much more toward a creative mentality where I want to sit and I want to work and I want to do that full full bore until it's fully done. I want to just like get the whole story down um, and I'll totally forget other things are going. Um, but then there's other times where I'm like, oh, here's a really cool idea. And that's why I have 13 full series outlined currently. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like that's, yeah. yeah. So I have plenty to keep me going for the next uh, decade or so, guys. But um, uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Um, but she helps me be like, nope. Nope, this is the series that you need to focus on. Focus. I'm like, all right, fine. Well, she um, would know. She wants. She's controlling the business, so she knows what the fans want, right? I was gonna well, ask how much, like, how about how many words you get down a day? Doing some quick uh, math on a calculator, sure. it says you have to write about five thousand words a day. That is my minimum. Yes. Wow. Um, Whoa, that's so many words. That's a book for. That's like five thousand books for most of us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I recently upped my goal every day to 6,300, um, and I'm, I'm trying to do better than that. So um, part of that is I, I've had to make some changes in, in how I write, in, in where I write, and what I'm doing. Um, so my, my current schedule, I have I just bought these. Um, so this is a it's a split keyboard that sits like this when you uh, it's a kind of a TP angle, and when you're typing, it's a Oops, fully mechanical keyboard. <laughs> um, so it's uh, you know, it's it's very, it's, it's way better on my wrist. It's way better on my fingers. And and uh, this uh, this chair that I have right now is like super ergonomic, so I can work on that. Um, and then from Michael Chatfield, I actually picked up um, a different way of like doing my routine. Is I when I start working, I do 40 minute sprints. So 40 minutes writing as much as I can, really really focused. And then I hop over to this uh, weight set or the treadmill that you can't see behind me, um, and I exercise as hard as I can, or you know, I just get the blood flowing again, depending on how I'm feeling, um, and uh, try to stay healthy that way because this is a very sedentary lifestyle. Um, and uh, but then you come right back, 40, 40 more minutes, five minutes, seven minutes, forty minutes, five to seven minutes, forty minutes, um, and you do that all day and. I mean, that keeps my mind on what I'm doing. It uh, keeps me from going crazy just sitting and doing 
you know, the same thing repetitively and yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. So that uh, oh, has helped a lot. That explains why he's so buff and handsome. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, did... <laughs> he didn't even barely smiled. I couldn't hear him actually. I didn't. I heard. Oh, he answer. called you buff and handsome. Oh well, yes, thank you. I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for the handsome part. Nothing I can do about that normally. Uh, working on the buff, man. Yeah, I gotta gotta get down to my pre-wedding weight. You know. <laughs> do you uh do you use an outline when you write, or do you just wing it? So I used to just wing it. Um, so. I used to be total pantser, you know, like, uh, or exploratory writing, as I prefer to call it. Um, but I, I found that um, while that kind of gives it a more artistic flair, you know, like you're like, ah, yes, where will I be at the end of the book? Um, it's also, you'll get, you know, a good chunk of the way and you're like, I have no idea where I'm going. Um, and then you had to stop and you had to write down where you want to go anyway, right? Like, why not just set all that up? And I mean, currently, so for my my next book, my this is my outline for. Screen cap that book. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it's, it's fine. Like it's just it's like a, a three by two um, sheet of paper. Um, yeah, it's an audio podcast. Let's point out that he has a giant piece of paper with very small writing on. <laughs> oh, it. I love the the new title of the next book, The Haunted Living Room Two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> I was like, I just, I loved that name so much that I just had to change it on the fly, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of how I do my outlines now is I put it down on, on paper and I transfer that over to a, a document and so I can take it with me when I travel. That's good. What Corey does is he likes to write himself into a corner and then find the, the you know, the most creative way to get out of it. Yeah, I like to write it in. I'm like, I don't know where to go. Fuck right. it. We'll make them bald. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. All right. Yeah. Boom. You're cursed. All right. <laughs> that was hilarious, yeah. too, by the way. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love when they put the, the wig on him to try to curse him and it burst into flames because it's cursed. The, uh, the, uh, the operating system, what's his name? Cal. Cal. He's the funniest by far. I mean, I don't know why uh, the main character gets so mad at the passive aggressive. Like, I think that would be hilarious. Wait. Yeah, but if it was happening to you, would it still Well, the curse thing might not be so much fun. Did but... both of them get bold in the Ritualist and in Dungeon nope. Board? Nope. No, no, no. So what he's talking about is um, the certified altruistic lexicon. So the, uh, the AI in control of uh, Completionist Chronicles. Oh, right? well, Kale's also the name of the dungeon. Yes. Yeah, I think the two connect. Are they the same person? Tell us. Spoilers. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it will be when we're done. Why are you writing on your whiteboard? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. You, any, any ideas you come up with on this podcast, you are free to use in your book. Okay. We just uh, we just want to thank you at the end of the book and half the profit, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, or just write our names really small underneath your names on the cover. <laughs> like really, really small. You know, that's something that I've actually been considering doing is like just like writing really, really teeny tiny words on the cover yeah. uh, for certain things. Like uh, this one book that I'm having uh, that I'm writing with uh, James Hunter is, um, you know, we're going to have James Hunter, Dakota Proud, and like right between it, really, really tiny. I want the the, uh, the artist to put in BFFs. Like, <laughs> okay. I love I'm, it. I'm saying like you have to really look for it. Like you can't see that on thumbnail. <laughs> I, I love the style of the Dungeonborn covers, the the black and white one. Thank you. Um, that's uh, actually vanishing. So. Um, oh, is it? 
It is. Well, change the re- the next ones. Just put it all a bunch of words. Nice. <laughs> uh, so I I really did like that as well. That uh, black and white. Um, and that that works for me because I I'm just a I have the hard time with colors, right? Um, so my artist, when I was the, using that guy way back when, um, he said, hey, man, here's the line drawing for you. I'll get the rest of it. And I said, no, 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 it's perfect. Like this, this, Just right? Stop. <laughs> and he's like, okay, there's no discount. I said, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, that worked out really well. Um, the, the, issue with, the issue with that um, is that I, I really feel that it's um, – uh, got as much market penetration as it can, right? So anyone who's read the book by now, um, and if they like those covers, great. But I, I did a poll recently on, on my page where I where I asked people, I said, hey guys, um, did you like the covers? And a full quarter of my like really dedicated fans are like, I almost did not read the book because of the cover. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so if my really dedicated fans are telling me this, like, Obviously, it's time for something to change. So if you guys want to see, like, I have, I do have the next uh, book cover here, like, for you guys to see. It'll, it'll be on the live stream tonight as well. Um, yeah, show us first. No one will be able to see. Make a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, no one's gonna pick up Dungeonborn Volume Five and start from there. Right. So are you gonna retroactively go back and change the other covers? Why are yes. We on What's happening? Because we're so, so handsome. Oh. This, oh yeah. This, oh. Oh, that that looks awesome. That is pretty badass. So that is Divine Dungeon Book One. So that's Dungeonborn. Nice. Okay. Yep. So. Um, so you are going back and changing the covers. All of them. Yes. And uh, so everything. Um, okay. Let's see. How do I stop screen sharing? Um, <laughs> uh, everything is uh, going to get a get a fresh cover. I have uh, most of that cover art ready to go right now, um, so I'm just going to be doing one a week until the release of book five. Um, and the kind of the, kind of as the marketing campaign is like, hey man, um, when you see this new cover on these books, um, fresh editing pass has gone through. So like it's going to be fresh editing. It's going to be um, you know. Very slightly different. It's going to be the, the, the same book. It's just going to be better edited, right? Um, so just because going back now, like three years after the fact of writing the first book, I'm, I'm like, man, I see a lot of errors, and I want to fix that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Anyway, so that's, yeah, coming in with new cover art for all those. It's, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. Do you have a uh, representation of what Cal looks like on any of the covers? Or is uh, that all? It will be on book five. Yes. Book five. Ooh. I'm and, thinking in my head, kind of like a diamondy sandwich. So <laughs> I mean, just, just that's how I kind of pictured him. I don't know why. A, but... a sandwich. So you're saying he's inbred? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he was any more inbred, he'd be in a sandwich for sure. <laughs> you stole that one. Yeah, yeah I've heard that one before. That. Do you know any more ones? <laughs> <laughs> it's unbearable. <laughs> hey, yeah. So uh, Dawn has a good question. Uh, she says, I've seen you with coffee. How much yes. do you drink? I'm Too on much. four pints in the AM, then decaf, but I just recently found real real cream and filter coffee. Oh, my God. By the way, it did seem like the character in... Uh, oh, he was yeah, all about the coffee. The coffee, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like when he went to jail and he was like, oh, that's fine, but then they're like, no coffee, and he's like, my God. I got to get out of here. <laughs> 
He literally <laughs> decides to escape jail because there's no coffee. And he even knows that the coffee is making him addicted and giving him, like, almost a debuff. Right? It, did, it did kind of seem like something you are writing from, like, a personal, like, deep knowledge. Yes. So I'm assuming. <laughs> Do you have your own brand of Mountaindale coffee? Cause that's what... Not yet. I wish, man. I wish. Like, we would we would roast those beans in a in a room that has, like, it's a vacuum, so then, like, the beans would then have that nice, crispy texture without have, without burning, you know? Like, no oxygen, no burning, right? Mm. Do you have a shot vac? You could probably... There you go. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Corey? Like, we need to talk more often, because your ideas are just, like, on point. Uh, I'm an idea man. I'm not good at the follow-through, but I'm there for the beginning, that's for sure. If you want a vague idea, you come to him. Oh, yeah, and then I'm borderline... Like unreliable. <laughs> um, so I I do have um, so I, I used to drink just a ton of coffee and now I just drink like nicer coffee, right? Um, so I have um, uh, like as a as a birthday present I got um, uh, a nice coffee grinder, right? So I can get like whole beans, um, which is good. I have a, a French press so I get more flavor and caffeine per dose, right? Um, and then I have I have a couple of fans who send me like really awesome coffee beans. They're like, hey dude, like just because just because you're awesome and you respond to us and you like um, this particular guy gets some pretty books because he had some um, like some something going on. Oh, I think it, he had a kid that was just born, and so I sent him uh, books and he's like been sending me a pound of coffee every month now. Are um, you telling us oh, that? This is a hint. Yeah. Everyone's coffee. <laughs> Have you ever had that one that the cat eats and then poops out? We can I'd rather not get you some of those beans. Corey yeah. has a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it might just look I'm like ground up folders. No, I just I, I like I really like coffee. Um I am I, I actually just recently reduced the amount of coffee I have by two thirds. Um just because like, you know, always the always the concern for health, right? Always trying to be always trying to do what I'm doing but better, right? Um, and, uh, I had an espresso tonight at six. So an hour ago right now, um, to be ready for this conversation. Cause at about five o'clock, I was like, uh, cause again, I reduced my coffee intake by two. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's a last question. Um, from the lit group from Sindra Workola. And he asks, why haven't you gotten yourself a title yet? Like that father of lit RPG guy. Hey, you know what? We were just talking about that before the podcast. We were thinking you could call yourself the step uncle of lit RPG. <laughs> um, I'm good. Uh, thanks, though. Well, we're going to start calling you that. <laughs> you can get on board or you can fight us. <laughs> well, I have I have a pretty solid one coming down, man, because uh, have you guys ever seen The Office? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hate okay. The Office. Two-thirds so, of us love The Office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I had a total Michael Scott moment, um, and uh, I'll, there's a good reason for this. So I went to uh, a conference, um, actually on the other side of the world, it was really cool. Um, and while I was there, you know, we're having talks with like really, like I'm with like really big industry giants, and like I'm just able to talk to them, pick their brains. It was really cool. Um, and then, uh, so I was talking to, uh, Jeanette on our way, on our way to dinner. So Jeanette, uh, is, uh, uh, James Hunter's wife. Um, she does, uh, very similar stuff to what my wife does in my own company. So we have a lot to talk about the, the two of us, like me, James, Jeanette, 
Danielle, so four of us, I guess, two couples of us. Um, well, anyway, so while I was while I was uh, walking toward, to dinner with her, I, I slipped on the on, on the floor, right? So it had just been raining, so it was like marble flooring or whatever, and I went flying into a koi pond. <laughs> no way. So, I was gonna make a joke that you fell into a koi pond. I did. I, I oh, no. actually seriously did. So I, I, you know, I hit the water, and I, you know, I got out as quick as I could, obviously, but it's like filthy, filthy water. Um, even if I mean it's clean because it's you know a hotel thing, but it's like filthy water because it's filthy water. And so I got out, and the first words out of my mouth was, "Dang, Navit, I'm Michael Scott." <laughs> <laughs> you think Don Chapman wasn't oh, there? Oh yeah. Did you take a few koi fish, put them in your no, pocket? They are much faster than it makes it. Well, hopefully you didn't kill one like Michael Scott did. No, I didn't. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> I still Jeanette, think that was suicide. So Jeanette immediately said, "Oh, so you're Dakota." <laughs> <laughs> so by the time I got home, my sister had made me a shirt that says Dakota, mm-hmm. and it has crayfish swimming around it, and it's pretty great. So um, that's what you want your title to be? <laughs> uh, you know what? It's something like that, or maybe Dad Coda, something, you know, play off the name, kind of pun versioning. Um, but, like, I, I don't really see me going to, like, grab, like try to push an actual title. I'm good with Dakota. Like, you know, it's my name. So. Dakota Kraut is pretty, uh, it's a pretty easy one to remember. That's your real name? That's my real name, yes. It's it's a good author name. I yeah. I've always questioned whether or not that's your real name. I still do, to be honest. But Yeah, I have a question. Are you... Uh, <laughs> Related to sour? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no. So uh, my wife is sweet kraut. So you know, it's uh, you know, it's good good times. Um, I'm not the original sauerkraut. I'm the third generation. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> well, that was a good joke. That was, that was bad. Hilarious. That was bad. That could make it in your book one day. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> oh It'll man. make it in my book. Ah, I'm just teasing you, man. <laughs> no, I, I still get that all the time, dude. Like that was that, that uh, like all the time. People are like ah, crowd, huh? Sweet or sour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've never heard that before, then, right? <laughs> that was the first. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of the time too, it's Dakota, North or South. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> But uh, since I live in Minnesota, it's actually I'm actually east. Of- oh man! Yep. So uh, <laughs> we could get into the 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 podcast at whole. Uh, it's uh, people send in questions, sure. and uh, those the other questions were just questions from the gamelet group. These were sent in by people who need our help. Our favorite narrator, Steve Campbell, and his wife uh, Sarah. And uh, they're just random questions, life questions that we try to help people out with because we're, we're we're life coaches. There you go. Okay, so this one is uh, a, a bit of a thinker. Which is better, hard or soft-shelled tacos? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, um, I'm going to go with soft-shelled tacos. You have so much more utility. Yeah. Utility. That's a good aspect. What so, do you mean? Like you can move around with them? You well, can, yeah, you can dance. You, you can, can have, you can have that crazy. shape of the hard shell. You can have them in burrito form. You know, like you can do a bunch of stuff with them. But that hard shell, you know, you have a, a defined set space to put in meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato, you know, all that other fun stuff. Um, but with that soft shell, you can just kind of like, you can have it flat and, you know, just like kind of curve it a little bit and just kind of munch on it. So definitely, definitely uh, <laughs> soft shell. <laughs> I, I'm also a soft shell kind of guy, but I like the beefy Frito burrito where they put Fritos inside of it. That is great. Um, I do love the tortilla bowl. So like if that, if that counts as hard shell, I like that one too a lot. So 
but it comes from a soft shell that was then heated up and crisped. No, so. you have to choose. You have no, to soft choose. Shell, You're being soft very flip floppy. <laughs> yeah, we don't appreciate flip floppiness. <laughs> you don't. I'm, I'm You're the king of flip flop. I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked you prefer soft shell. Because you're talking about you, you have this outline that you stick to. I yes. hear you want that rigid shell, mm-hmm. like it's a rigid food you stick to. See, I'm shocked that he said there's a lot of utility with the soft shell because I'm thinking if I want utility, I'm picking the hard shell. I'm gonna dig a hole with it. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> hold up a window with it. <laughs> hold up a window. I, you hold know, up a bank with it. That's utility. You well, freeze it and then you hold up a bank with it. Yeah. Actually, it was a trick question because they said. The correct answer is both with a melted layer of cheese in between. Oh, I was going to say that. The double-decker taco at Taco Bell. Not that this is a Taco Bell podcast. But it could it be. Is. Taco Bell <laughs> wants to. You know, we do mention Taco Bell every episode. <laughs> We're not going to throw any free tacos but the away. Double, the double-decker taco <laughs> soft-shell beans hard shell. Ooh, that's nice. That's a secret bean layer. I call that the moist maker. <laughs> like that at all. <laughs> you don't want moistness in your mouth? Uh, where is that from, dude? I've heard that. Uh, it might be from friends, but I I can never I can't confirm like or deny that it's there. Yeah, sounds these like, guys sounds like, like a Chandler thing, dude. These guys like to think that they're or they like to act like they're funny, but really everything that they say is stolen from somebody else. So don't. All words are stolen from <laughs> yeah. somewhere. He yeah, is creates six thousand unique words every day. <laughs> <laughs> then no one would understand his book if that were true. <laughs> okay, is it better to support local or foreign charities? Mm. That that really is a tough question, man, because I know that uh, some of my best friends in the writing community, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm using James and Jeanette Hunter, you know, James Hunter, like, a lot in this podcast, sorry. Um, but that, I'm just, That's like, good. That will make it easier for us to get him on. Yeah, cool. Like, yeah, I'm sure he would because he's a great dude. Like, uh, hey, we talked to Dakota. He said you would be on on Wednesday. <laughs> well, I, I know, I know for a, I know for a fact that they they uh, years back um, they left uh, America to go to Thailand to help um, like trafficked women, right? So they spent like a long time in Thailand, like barely knowing the language, going over there to help other people, right? And I think like that was like it, dude. They have some of the coolest like personal life stories I've ever heard, and but they are definitely their stories, so I'm not going to get into them a lot. But uh, I mean, they're just they're good, solid people. Like it's really cool. Um, but I would say that it is very important to support your own community. Like if you can um, support your your town, your city, your state. You know, like this something I'm really fond of saying is that the more narrow you can make your focus. Um, the the more people can get drawn into that, right? So if you can say, hey, here is a like for, for for writing even, right? If I if I say, hey, I'm gonna focus on lit RPG and I'm gonna go, you know, double down on this 100%, like really go after it. Um, and then you know I, I pull in 600 reviews on that book. People outside of my target genre are gonna be seeing that and coming into that, right? So it's it's kind of the same with your your community or or your you know. Like even even the interpersonal community uh, uh, helping of just someone else on the like just some random person right helping your neighbor if you can help your neighbor and your neighbor helps your neighbor and everyone's helping each other and being great and like doing good things with each other that means that your community as a whole is getting better right and if your community as a whole is getting better like your town is getting better like 
people see that, people react to that. Like, um, like there's there's all sorts of great stuff that happens. And whether that's you know helping the homeless man on the corner or helping your neighbor who just needs you know some sugar or like a, a nine volt battery to open their garage door, right? Like you know specific example there for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know like anything yeah. like that, like people people appreciate it in ways that you really can't quantify. So I would say local is is very important because there, there's a lot there's a lot of reverberations that you can see. Foreign is definitely beneficial because a lot of people live in terrible conditions that like most Americans honestly can't they, they kind of logically get them but they can't really fathom, right? Like just you have to kind of be there and see what it's like to really get it, you know? And it's just because you see these commercials and you're like, Ugh. but anyway, sorry man. Kind of hit on a, a touchy subject there for me because like I'm I'm I really try to push people toward helping other people. So yeah. yeah. I, well, I definitely agree. I'm not like just <laughs> to bring it in more. Like I'm not gonna run over to my neighbors and shovel their walk while there's a garbage fire in my front yard. I'm gonna take care of <laughs> the thing closest to me first. But I get that the whole world needs help. But I mean, I yeah, I'd rather my the thing around me be infected uh, infected infected yeah. with it more you want to infect the world with helpfulness like you, gonna, want to, you want to shovel your neighbor's walk with the garbage fire and then your neighbor <laughs> the burns someone's fire. garbage fire yeah, 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 garbage yeah. For them. well yeah. like e- even if you just do it more local the better your situation is the more you can help others yep that's true man that's very true and well, it's just, that's that's why it's a tough it's a tough decision what? What? i've been to minnesota that is a really nice place all you, of Minnesota. You know, I have been to every part of Minnesota, and it's very nice. I was, I was at. So maybe he does Mall good of work. America. Uh, what was it like a week ago? That's what that first Wednesday I tried to get you. I was actually in Minnesota. Yeah, he could have showed up at your house. Well, he was gone. He was traveling. <laughs> I lived yeah. in Minnesota for a month. I so. went to his house. <laughs> what uh, nice? What what part of Minnesota did you go to? Uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, so that's that's a four and a half hour drive if you're driving a little bit over the speed limit. So. It just was it was a really nice town. I went to the Mall of America. Where's that at? Minneapolis. That's Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah I was there. It was oh, sick. Awesome. <laughs> right, <laughs> but I mean, Minnesota is very flat. Yeah. So it's not everything's very close. I heard it's it's, it's very small too. I heard they carpeted the whole place. <laughs> So I, I live I live uh, twenty five cents in a cab. Jeez, <laughs> I, I live half a mile away from North Dakota. So uh, most of what I do is actually in North Dakota. Oh, that makes sense. Um, yep, and uh, that yeah, man, it gets to like sixty below here in winter. So it's like it can get pretty nasty too. So I, I really I really feel that like Minnesota nice and like that sort of thing that you see is just people trying to survive in close quarters for like six months out of the year. Um. And so they just, they just nice. keep that up all year long. What was that? That sounds nice. Yeah. Closeness. I can't go outside, so I can't pick a fight with you. I'm just going to be nice. Yeah. Josh doesn't. Josh Hatfield is not a char- charitable man. He's a Grinch. No, me? no. He always donates to the closeness. He he bought me a PlayStation 4. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> let me explain something to you guys. That uh, Let me tell you why I'm more charitable than all of you put together. <laughs> I paid for a WinRare license. Whoa! Dang it! A what? I paid for WinRare. I don't know what that is. It's, a, it's a zipping and unzipping for uh, folders and files. 
It's whenever you have a zip file and you unzip it on a computer, mm-hmm. WinRare is the thing that pops up and says, hey, it's this actually isn't free. You need <laughs> oh, to pay us. Wow, and I did. That's pretty good. Not only that, I gave $3 to Wikipedia one time. Okay. <laughs> Was it to add the Paul Bunyan page, though? Did no. you try to sweeten the deal? You're spreading lies about old Paul Bunyan still. Okay, Josh, Josh, Josh you win there, man. I never <laughs> donated to Wikipedia. I've only met one other person who has, and that's your brother. Oh. <laughs> and that's why I did it. What's next, Corey? Let's hear it. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, God. I mean, the hot dog is a hot dog is not a sandwich, but a hot dog in a bun could be considered. Like if it was cut? Yeah, but oh. we're not asking whether it could or could not be. A hot dog by sandwich. itself is not a sandwich. Right. A hot dog in a bun. Is it a sandwich or is it not a sandwich? It's totally a sandwich. It, it just says is a hot dog a sandwich. You're well, adding well, this on. bun aspect. Okay, you know, you're also, right. Also, <laughs> clothes. Oh, hold on, Dakota. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, you've been a fan of the podcast for years, but we've had a debate, and uh, uh, JDS here came up with a clever solution for the people. This will help the whole world. This is one of these charity things to help the people who are a little less fortunate. If you're craving a hot dog, but you don't have the money, just roll up a thing of bologna. There you go. Slice of bologna. It's mm-hmm. the same meat. Put it in the bun. <laughs> it's the same meat. It's just a different It's a different style. Just flat. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm going to say that a hot dog in a bun is not a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, because you don't eat it from the side. No. I agree with you that it's not a sandwich. I think it's smart. It was... <laughs> It's it the was, same reason why a sub isn't a sandwich. Sub is a sandwich. So, the oh, hot, a hot dog is a sub. Yes, that I would agree with. The, the hot dog was born as a sandwich, but it's been elevated. It's Ooh. evolved to its own thing. Ooh. Like you have, you know, you have sandwiches, subs, hot dog. Where does the grinder <laughs> fall into that? The grinder is a sub. Oh, it's yeah. also an app. It's an app. Have you ever used uh, grinders? What was that? Have you ever used grinders? I, like an app? No. Yes, it's an app to help you find sub sandwiches. No. Um, We're 90% sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> nope, sorry. Uh, only time I ever use a grinder is in my workshop. I gotta, you know, gotta grind down, like, metal and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, are you a woodworker? He just said oh. metal. Are you a weather, weather metal slash woodworker? Are you a metalologist? No, I'm not. Like, I, I like to do, like, uh, projects and stuff like that, but I'm certainly not a, like... I, I don't make cool things. I make functional things. <laughs> man, I, you know, I also... Built, me and Corey built these shelves behind me. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I also like projects, and I also wrote a book. We're, we're kindred spirits. Dude, I love it. I feel like we should awesome. write a book together where you, you do go. 90% of the work, and I yeah. email you random weird ideas. You should probably make it like 99%. Yeah, 99 if you want to get it done. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, a dungeon board could be a good... Uh, um, I, I've actually honestly thought about writing a children's book called Be Careful Where You Fall Asleep, and it would be a story about a kid going through a dungeon and just falling asleep, like, around the monsters. Yeah. Be careful awesome. where you fall asleep. Yeah. House, haunted house book number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they could go into the haunted house, and it becomes a dungeon. The haunted living room? And the cover will be all tiny little words. It's going to be great. Yeah. We worked it out right now on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Binding contract. Yep. We need Dawn. Uh, Denise, not Dawn. She doesn't know contracts. Dawn doesn't know contracts. We we have a lawyer friend, so she takes care of us. Okay, so you have 
your light feed coming up, right? So you need to get off soon. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be at eight o'clock, so I have uh, forty minutes. Oh, okay. So yeah. So I'll just keep asking you. Wait, uh, do you know who uh, Steve Campbell is? He's an uh, excellent narrator. Well, that's what I was about to say. So. Oh, do you know who <laughs> Steve Campbell is? <laughs> I, I I definitely know the name. Um, I don't. I have not met him personally that I can that I can say. So I, I've definitely seen him on the groups. I I think I've interacted with him, but I haven't met him like directly he's a great guy he is maybe the nicest yeah. person i've ever met he's, he's cheered us all up quite a bit in the last month for some reason and and he uh <laughs> he loves canadian he loves the wheel of time which you know that's he's okay in my book there you go it's a it's a tough series to get through but it's uh it's pretty awesome you know like especially since the the author changed like six books in Right. Well, um, okay, we don't need to talk about the Wheel of Time on every episode eleven books. But stupid did you read it? I, I read um, a good chunk of it in high school, and then uh, I went directly into the army from there. And then for about four years, I had no time for anything. And then the next four, I still had no time for anything. So <laughs> it's worth it. Best book series ever written. Uh, I, mean, I my, have you I think, tried Dungeonborn or or the Ritualist? Yeah. Or uh, I like the Ritualist. The it's up there. It's number completionist. two. The Completionist number two. Now yeah, the Completionist, not not to not to uh, ruin your book series, but the Completionist sounds kind of sexy to me, like some sort of sex act. I don't know why, and that's probably why I've been avoiding calling it that. Um, the Completionist. No. <laughs> uh, Thank you for now putting that in my head. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, the next book's going to be a harem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever thought about doing a harem book? I, I have thought about it in, like, kind of like, <laughs> that'd be, that'd make for interesting times. But no, in, like, a, in a very, like, in a serious way, no, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't write a harem. Um, it just, uh, yeah, it's, it, there's there's a very specific uh, market that, that follows that. And, like, Amazon will say, hey, you wrote this harem book? Everything you must write must be a harem book. I'm yeah. gonna all these harem people. So, um, yeah, it's it's good times. So, with your permission, I would like to write a harem book that takes place inside Kale, the dungeon. So, are you just gonna change one letter of my title, or what? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I'll get to that. <laughs> and I'm I won't even take your uh your name off the cover. Yeah. Just <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> nice. That's terrible. Uh, we're going to go with no on that one. Uh, <laughs> Instead of Dungeon Born, it'll be Dungeon Bone. <laughs> oh, that's not where I thought that was going. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I don't think he wants you to do that. No, the nervous laugh makes me think he's probably going to be getting hold of a lawyer. We can just edit where he. it sounds like he said you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> big deal. Okay, next question. Eggnog or hot chocolate? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, eggnog around Christmas, hot chocolate the rest of the time. See, I think that's ridiculous. You're you're shoehorning eggnog. You love you love uh, the soft taco because of its utility. You're not looking at the utility of eggnog. Yeah, it can gross people out all year. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in a mug. Hold it in your hand. You can do anything with eggnog. Throw it against the wall. Was yeah. it actually made with eggs at some point? Or is it still? Yeah. No, no, it's I'm, just all nog. I'm kind of ignorant. <laughs> eggnog. I drink it. We didn't hear you. Oh, I said actual eggnog has eggs in it. Yes. Do you drink actual eggnog? Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. You can have it any time of the year. You yeah. don't have to wait for right. Christmas. But it's just, like, it's just like Christmas music, right? You can have it any time of the year. But if you only have it a specific part of the year, it, it, it 
it's more you you're more looking forward to it, right? Like yeah. you you yeah. look forward to Christmas music? I listen to the iShag Christmas it. album all year. Like you're talking it's like the McRib, right? Yeah. I don't I don't eat fast food. The it's Shamrock like the Shake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually I think I've never had a McRib. So. Well, that's okay. I've had one. You're are you sure you're an American? Yes. Well, he's kind of a he's trying to get healthy. And yeah. he can't leave the house. He has to write um, words a day. I'm going to make it so you can still see me at all times. Like, that far away? Yeah, baby. America. Oh, yeah. he is an American. He's an American. He has he's an official American <laughs> flag. Uh, I used to drink eggnog when Walmart had the different brands of eggnog. They would have, like, uh, red velvet eggnog and peppermint mm. eggnog. But besides that, I'm not a real nog kind of guy. But I don't like hot chocolate too much so, either. So is egg the only type of nog you you drink? Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I guess I don't understand. What there's other, no. There's no right answer. There's nothing to that sense. question either. That was no. There are other types of nog. Now, do you like eggnog flavored coffee? It. I've never tried it. I, I drink my coffee black, so I'm. It, I'm not, wow. Yeah, that's the best way to drink coffee. Really? Oh, yeah. You drink coffee that way? I sure do. When do you drink coffee? <laughs> Every morning. You're when do you drink black coffee? Every morning. This doesn't see, why are you smiling? Why does your face look like that? <laughs> I, drink, I drink cold, ice-cold coffee on the way to work, and then I drink hot coffee while I'm at work. And what do you do on your way home? You steal a pot Sometimes of coffee Sometimes I make iced coffee now, before I leave. I thought at work you, you ate sugar cubes. <laughs> this is the Dakota. This is the part of the podcast where they get mean to me for some reason. It's coming to an end. We can feel it. <laughs> they start your horse face. Yes. I don't think I have a horse face, but well, let's let Dakota decide. Hey, Dakota, do get I have... in, get in close? Look at hey, this. You do not. Doesn't it... <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally worth it. Let's do one more question and let him. Uh... Have a bit of a reprieve before he's got to go talk to a bunch of people. Okay, uh, last question. Uh, is the sidekick just as important as the hero? Uh, at least, or even more so, typically. Like, you know, you have... So, all right, in most in most places where you have a sidekick, right? So you have Batman and Robin, right? So Batman is extremely important to the main story, but there are, there are certain points where there would be no more Batman if there were not Robin, Right. Like Batman's at the at the mercy of the villain, um, he's he's gonna be decapitated or cut apart, and the only one that can save him, Robin, right? Or Nighthawk later on, or you know whatever Night, it is. Nightwing. <laughs> Sorry, Night, it's Nightwing. Did Nightwing, you see Nightwing. all of the action figures on the wall, Dakota? I did, and Nightwing, I, I'm ashamed of gotten that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, man. I mean, that's there's a reason that. Other characters other than the main character are supposed to have depth and meaning in your stories, um, and that's because they're supposed to matter. Like, everyone's the hero of their own novel, right? Like, I, I know that I don't get through the day all on my own, right? Like, I, I have um, my lovely wife, I have staff, I have other authors, I have, like, a whole network of, of people that I, I work with on a regular basis, and uh, I know that... Like, if I'm the hero of my own main story, like, I certainly wouldn't be anywhere near where I am without everyone else. So, 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think you make an excellent sidekick to your wife. <laughs> true, true. I, I actually, I, I thought of a couple of my own personal questions. Well, let oh, me, I let, have, let's we, answer this question. Oh, we well, all get to answer. Okay. So let me tell you why you're wrong, Dakota. And you, <laughs> you proved yourself wrong as you were talking. You used Batman and Robin as an example, but Robin is so replaceable. Like <laughs> it, it just proves the sidekick is not important. If, he fires Dick Grayson on Monday, and then he's got Jason Todd and some short shorts on Tuesday. <laughs> well, let so me tell you why you're right, Dakota. Brings in the guy, the next guy, right? Like we've all had friends that have kind of like moved on from our lives. Like we're not friends with them anymore, but we have yeah, replaceable. Yeah, I mean, like unfortunately, some people like some sometimes when you move to different stages in your life, um, new people have to like older like older friendships or older relationships tend to drift off because you're moving in a new direction, right? So that doesn't mean that you no longer have someone filling that same role. That just means that you have to find someone new to fit that role, right? Like, that's that's kind of the thing. Like, yeah, Batman might lose Dick Grayson, but then, boom, next guy pretty quick, right? Because he's like, man, this pretty much sucks what I'm doing without having someone else there. Yeah, Batman's like, the next person I see trying to steal anything from me is going to be my sidekick. And then he's like, <laughs> now that that sidekick's dead, the next person I see is going to be that sidekick. No, but I totally agree with you. Like, a good example is, like, The Tick. Like, without Arthur, The Tick is a just plain stupid character. He's not entertaining. He's annoying. But then yeah. when you have Superman. Arthur with his, like, neurotic behavior, they make an awesome, entertaining team. Did you say erotic behavior? <laughs> yes, his erotic behavior. He really likes to go into dungeons and just lay with them. <laughs> no, but but that's actually why Superman is a very boring superhero, right? Because um, he doesn't have any, like, conflict. He doesn't have really any per- interpersonal thing. So... Like, oh, you want to get to Superman? One of two things happens. You find Kryptonite, which is supposed to be super rare, but everyone seems to have it. Or you go after Lois Lane because that's his only weakness. Ah, right? Not Jimmy Olsen. Well, I used to be the same way until I started thinking of Superman in a a different way. Like, Like, Superman is his alternate personality. Clark Kent is the entertaining one. Like... Like, I was a big fan of Smallville, so watching him develop mm-hmm. and hiding his identity is the entertaining part. Sure. The Superman part is just, like, that's the boring stuff. Right, which is which is weird because it's supposed to be, like, the, the superhuman abilities that we all want, you know, like the flight, the power, the heat vision, extra, you know, all this stuff. It's supposed to be super cool, but he just it just makes it so meh. Well, I think that's this is just the CW in me. I just want the teen angst. <laughs> Corey is all about a slice of life. Yeah, no matter I, what life, as long as he gets that slice. Teen drama. I don't care if I'm 50. I'm gonna love it still. <laughs> Corey, man, I feel like you and I are gonna get along really. That's good. I can't wait to work on that book with you. <laughs> yeah, there we go. JDS, did you have questions? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> we'll we'll stick in this in this vein right now. Who's the sidekick in the Completionist? In in Completionist. Yeah. Um, so it's it's less sidekick and more team, right? So Trouser snake. Cell. Uh, that's that's cell. The first one. Cell was good. <laughs> uh, cell was wacky. He, oh, yeah. He, he whacked I, me off all day long. He was a crazy uh, guy. I I just I I kind of like I was 
a little bit sad when the his first when he left his first team because especially the the tank guy like I wanted him to be there and then all of a sudden he was gone. Yeah, but then he got creepy hands, oh. which was so entertaining. Uh, creepy hands is the best. <laughs> oh, uh, Jack, is that Jackson? That's yeah. Jackson. <laughs> Jackson was amazing. Like, I have to say the 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 narrator is perfect. He does oh, like yeah, he's he good. does Jackson and the Alchemist perfect. The Alchemist is great, by the way. I hope you bring him back. I want I oh, want yeah. him. To, I'm very impressed yeah. with the depth of all the characters you you have. Like yeah, and I really loved when you went into the uh, uh, Jackson's charisma penalties. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that was some of the best lit RPG stuff I've ever read. And I also <laughs> liked how you were able to casually bring up what his stats are. Like, a lot of people are just like, here are my stats, but you're just like, someone mm-hmm. else wants to see his stats, or it's just, you have really good ways of just segueing into it. Thanks, dude. Um, that's, I, I would say that is one of my, like, stronger abilities. Um, uh, I do have trouble, uh, I think I think one of my weaker parts is action scenes, and I've been working on that with uh, some other people. Um but uh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's something. What I do is I, I'm really right there. You know, like this is all happening in my head. So I'm just I'm putting it down as I kind of see it. And um, you know, I, I try to say what would I be doing? What would I be asking in this situation? And um, even you know, even Jackson is kind of you know the facet of my own personality, right? Like it's the he's the wild, zany, uh, you know, excitable very low charisma sort of person you know like that's that's inside all of us yeah um, he's the one that sacrifices himself to save everybody i'll be honest with you i i thought jackson like i thought jackson was going to be you i thought <laughs> that's how you were going to be you were going to and awkward <laughs> I justice. um i i do actually see a lot of joe in you especially when you were talking about charity i mean i could just see joe talking about charity in the same way he just seems very similar to you well um because yeah man i mean it's very hard to write characters that are not you know something that you could be having a perspective of right because if you do like say say you make bad guys who are just there to be the bad guy right like that just gives me you a flat character right so like uh even even my bad guys tend to have like i have what I do is like for, for my characters that I make, right? I have um, like they have their reason for existing, right? They have a little bit of backstory for me that a lot of people that just doesn't make it in the book. Like it has like why that character goes out and about, why they do what they do, and how they grow, especially when they're not around the main character, because that's that's a big thing. Like because if your characters are sitting still waiting for your main character to come back, that's not re- realistic at all. Right. So, yeah, I did wonder what happened to Sir Barrington why he was in between the him being the boss and then leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that will come up more in, in book three, like because Sir Barrington is going to be uh, popping up, as is Dylan, actually. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm just looking at your side quest, Rexus. I'm wondering when that's going to come out in Audible. And then a bit of a side note, I really i'm assuming this is jackson right and the main in the yes. cover yes yeah i did and when i was reading it i in my head i did not picture him to be this handsome <laughs> he's a handsome guy i mean he's got t-rexes on his hands yeah that's it's a little off-putting I, wait what how would he go to he's the bathroom handsome. i mean 
Why yeah. is he... I like his hair. That's... I know. I just didn't expect How old him... is this cover? Because that's like <laughs> fresh hair. That's pretty fresh. <laughs> so that came out uh, January 1 of this year, 2019. Um, so uh, that I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that because that is a picture of my brother. Is uh, it really? <laughs> well, you can let him know that he's got a guy crushing him. Oh, I will. Him. I will. Um, so it is. Uh, it is him. It is his him, right? So that's my that's my, my brother Jason, Jason, right? It's my brother Jason, J S O N. Um, and then. So your Jack- brother grew up with two T Rex hands? No man, it's that's crazy. insane. Is he a chiropractor? <laughs> he is a chiropractor. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. So. <laughs> How does he feel about the Jackson character? He he wants to put a, a big signed poster of it up in his uh, uh office. So. Yeah. So, so he uh, has low he, charisma as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he and he and my uh, sister are both uh, chiropractors. Um, so they um, like so. Let me let me rephrase that. He's my brother-in-law, right? Okay. So that's my brother-in-law, Jason. Um, so uh, they have their uh, Access Health down in uh, I think it's Raleigh, um, North Carolina. So um, you know anyone who needs chiropractic services, there you go. Um, <laughs> he has he has informed me that acupuncture is not freeform darts. Um, <laughs> you know I I I, I was mistaken. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's uh, that's actually him. And then if you take that with the uh, picture of um, uh, I mixed that with uh, Nick Cage, uh, Nicholas Cage when he's doing oh, oh really love Nick Cage. <laughs> so it's uh, the facial expression from uh, Nicholas Cage. Yep. Okay. Believe it or not, we actually when we started this podcast, it was all about Nick Cage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not not true. Yeah, we called it uncaged. <laughs> Uh, that's good stuff. Do you guys have questions? Because I can keep going. I'm... Yeah, no, you said you had well, questions. Uh, well, I just, I, I think that, I think that that's great that you kind of wrote in your your brother-in-law. Uh, I'm now, I just, I'm curious because I'm guessing that in the next book, Jackson will get his charisma score up to ten. Right? I don't know with that smile. I just feel uh-huh. like I, I, I just when I was reading it the second time, I thought, okay. The stat points up to level 50 are so easy to get. Why doesn't uh, why doesn't Joe just spend the time to work on his strength? Because you'd only have to work on him, what, 15 minutes a day? It's and easy get a for stat him, point? but it's harder for everybody else. He gets it by three times. He gets yes. it yes. four times. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like All he's got to do is bench press for 15 minutes. I don't think Jackson's going to care point. about stats. That doesn't seem like Yeah, Jackson doesn't care about his charisma. Yeah, but, but he said in the, in the last book, he said that they're going to give any charisma-based uh, charisma modifying like armor to jackson right. and he was at like what six or seven when the book ended so he's close three sure. no he's oh. just, uh, uh, it, it, it is gonna happen at some point so most likely what will happen is he'll get to uh 10 and uh kind of have this like oh crap sort of moment but most likely he'll lose a point and go back under and be like ah what was that word? <laughs> oh, nah, no worries there um so but I mean, he will get above it eventually, right? Like this is this is a long series. Hopefully, like I'm I'm not planning on ending this anytime soon. Um, and uh, fifty years from now, <laughs> yeah, you can just keep going indefinitely. Yeah, I'll be okay with it. Um, so with, uh, with with Jackson, um, yeah, I mean, once even all right. So those uh, those training points that you can get, right? Um, so for everyone except for Joe, essentially, uh, you have to spend an hour a day for each stat point. So if you have strength, constitution, uh, intelligence, wisdom, dexterity, perception, luck, that's seven hours a day that you have karmic to spend. Karmic luck. Was that? Karmic and luck. karmic luck. 
Well, karmic luck is different. Um, so I, I can kind of tell you what karmic luck is. That is that is all based on my dice roll. Right? Dice spring capture. Oh, so, oh, 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 oh. So this yeah. is a spoiler. Oh no, no. This is this is uh, like I this, I'm not hiding this. I just don't put it down explicitly in the book. Um, so what I do for for combat is. Um, he's every- not hiding the fact that Joe actually has five kids. He just didn't put it down in the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's um, like so. I've said this before um, in public areas. Is kind of what I meant. Um, so how karmic luck works for me is uh, if you have positive karmic luck, right? That means that you're doing good, like each like really good action gives you a, a plus one to karmic luck. Each really negative action gives you a negative one to karma clock, right? So basically what happens on that is if I roll and I get uh, a one, right? Say I get a one. So like my hit chance is critical fail immediately no matter what other modifier I have. That's that's kind of how that works. If I get a one and I have positive karmic luck, I get to re-roll that at the cost of one karma clock, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, so basically if I would have totally failed, right? Um, or if... Uh, um, or, or the other way, like if I have negative karmic luck and I would get a 20, right, a perfect, a perfect hit, um, you know, no matter what else, it's the perfect ultimate, like, you know, shot to the groin right through the eye, whatever it is, um, it's, it turns instead that I had to re-roll that. Well, that's pretty cool, but I feel like someone should tell Joe about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so when you're writing, you're just like, okay, this is where karma luck comes in, and you roll it to decide where the book goes? No. Like, oh, Joe's so, <laughs> No, that's uh, how I how I do write though is um, is I, I have um, you know my d20s and uh, the first initial thing so like the uh, initiative so like how, how who attacks first um, is rolled you know by that and then modified by skills and then also like hit chance and stuff like that is rolled and modified by the skills right so there's a reason for my skills in the book because I actually use those when determining combat. That's why you'll get to a point in the book where Joe will just die, and you're like, what the heck? This doesn't fit the story at all. <laughs> it's like, why would you kill your character there? Well, because he died. Right, like like uh, when he gets killed by Reggie. Yeah. That seemed like, uh, I mean, it was a good storyline, but it also seemed like in the middle of this big battle where... It seemed like he should have been there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Right. but I liked the way the battle just kept going, and it was over. Yeah, yeah that was good. <laughs> yep. Thanks, dude. But that's the thing. Like, what I what I'm trying to do is is write write a system because I'm I, I came I have a program a degree in programming, right? Uh, computer science, and um I I always try to make whatever I do like replicatable. So if I'm if I'm gonna write something, I would say that if another character came along and did the exact same thing in the exact same way, they should have the exact same uh, benefits, right? So nothing is really um. Like only this character does this. Like, like it says, like any character can do rituals, any character can do this. Joe is just the first along that path, right? Um, and so all of my all of my rolls are all of all combat, all of that stuff is is determined by the dice roll and then modified by the skills that they have. So say I have uh, a two percent chance to um, like boost something, right? That doesn't do too much, but it might be like, hey, if I have um, another bonus here, here, here that brings it up to five percent. A five percent boost is plus one on the die roll, right? Because twenty sides means twenty percent chance, right? Or a five percent chance for each side. So I, I roll a three, and I have up to five percent on something. I can go to a four, right? 
that's it's all it's all it's kind of D and D based. Uh, yeah, I cool. feel like your brain is on a higher level yeah, than this. My... <laughs> this isn't a math podcast, man. We don't need to get that deep. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Spreadsheets, man. Spreadsheets. That's that's all I can say. Yeah. All right. So I've got one more question for you. Then we'll we'll have you plug some stuff. We'll wrap it up here. Um, cool. You said you're still you're still writing the next one, right? Yes. Um, could there be a part where Joe maybe walks into a haunted living room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like a little, or he could research it when he's when he's on some downtime after he calls his mom. Well, he doesn't have to call his mom anymore, so he has plenty of time. Yeah. The next time, yeah, the next time he dies and he's in that little room, he could just be researching uh, good books. Yeah. <laughs> he just Googles the world's best book. The haunted living room pops up. Uh, yeah. I think it's yeah. like two thirds of your book is him adventuring there, whichever. We yeah, yeah. Or fine. or you can have a character named Josh, and we'll get it. Or yeah. <laughs> Corey. No, you can mostly Corey. You don't well, need that's a, the thing. We've had so many authors on, and every single one of them has told us, "Yeah, we'll name a character after you," and it's yet to happen. It's uh, ridiculous, really. <laughs> okay, well, um, if I if I do, I'll I'll let you know. Like I'll say, hey. Check out the haunted living room at this part of the book or whatever. Check for <laughs> see. Hang on, let me let me check to see when he's in the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a very visual gag for our podcast. <laughs> well, he's, so he's going to be back. He's going to be back into uh, buildings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I, I am excited about that. Is there a timeline on the next completionist book? I, I'm really so I, I really try hard not to say actual dates without having everything ready. Um, but I'm, I'm trying, like I said, to get book out and try and have books out like once every month at the latest. Um, so uh, I'm hoping. So uh, Divine Dungeon Five is coming out May 31st. Um, I'm hoping to have um, the completionist three out within a month of that. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know how realistic that is. Um, it might be uh, off by a week or two, but that's that is my goal. Well, yeah. you have all these uh, the the side books and stuff. Are those going to be put in uh, audio form? So, uh, with like uh, Rexus, you mean? Yes. Uh, so yes. So I'm I am working on that. It has it is it is tough because my my narrator is very um, full. On, uh, 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 Juice here narrated a book in in one setting. I did. Is it? You should check it out. It's called it's called the haunted living room. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we'll let you get going so you can uh, do your live stream. But do you? Uh, where can people find you and get all your stuff and give you lots of presents and send you coffee? <laughs> For sure. Um, nice. Uh, well, you can always you can always find me um, on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com forward slash uh, uh, the Divine Dungeon, right? Um, and then the um, you can always get me. So I'm on Patreon as well. So it's just patreon.com forward slash Dakota Kraut. Um, you can get me at mountaindalepress.com. Um, you, you can send me emails at kraut at mountaindalepress.com. So K-R-O-U-T at mountaindalepress.com. Yeah. Um, otherwise, Twitter. Like, I'm I'm all over the place now. So Twitter, Discord, all these all these fun places. But uh, yeah, yeah, I see you on Twitter. You haven't followed us back, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I post stuff and it goes to the like I post to the channel and it goes whoop, out to all these places. So um, if I'm commenting, that's um, that's when I'm on. So shoot me a thing. Let's see. So is it 
JVJ podcast. Oh, yeah, I'll follow you back, dude. Yep. <laughs> Score. Uh, yeah, we're not doing so great on the Twitter. <laughs> well, see, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by this, man, because I, I looked at your I looked at your website, and I'm, I saw the, the people that you've had on and all the podcasts. I'm like, hey, some of these are, like, bigger-name dudes, man. Like, Well, this I, is, that's a new thing. We've been podcasting for, like, five years. And we just started interviewing lit people, so gotcha. I'm sure we'll be huge very soon. <laughs> I got one email from someone, so... <laughs> well, guys, I do have to go. I have only 12 minutes until my live stream kicks off, and I have to get some stuff ready. All right. It was great talking to you, man. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on. That means a lot. Thank you so much for the invites, and, and uh, you know, maybe next time we'll talk about some positive reviews, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dakota, go ahead and end the podcast in the traditional way. Okay, guys. Well, hey, thank you all for coming on to the JVG podcast. Thank you all for participating in this glorious event. It's amazing that you're here because we are great people. All right. Have a great night. Signing off, we've got Josh, Corey, and J- Josh. Well, I, 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 I want to say JV, 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 JDB. That's perfect. That's how we always end it. That's how we always end it. It was great. I appreciate that. Thanks, Dakota. See you, guys. It's Josh versus Josh, let's start the debate. It's five topics in 15 minutes brought to you today. Should oranges exist? That might be what the question is. It's Josh versus Josh. So send in your questions, they might give you replies. They're pretty cool people, and that Corey's a cool guy. It's Josh versus Josh. Let's start the debate. Josh versus Josh versus Josh. So send in your questions. They'll pay you lots of money. Send in your questions. No, they won't. Well, it's pretty cool now because my song's on the radio. It's Josh versus Josh versus Josh with Corey Hatfield, too. I Guess what? I have petted seven dogs today. That's awesome. That is a fact.